I get what he says, he doesn't like these parts. Uh, hello everyone, welcome to the Buckets Update. I'm Tom Pine, and I'm joined today by Norton Selwood, the one yes. and only. I have appeared. He's back. We're After. back with the podcast that you never know when you're going to get the next episode, <laughs> or who's going to be on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Archie was going to be on, and then cancelled, so... Excellent. It's going great. We never know who's going to be available at any time. But this is perfect, though, because we've had a few weeks now where, or a few, you know, a few episodes where I've you know I've missed it, and uh, you and Archie have taken it upon yourselves to absolutely trash talk me. <laughs> so uh, I can feel a bit of you know, yeah, comeuppance uh, coming along. Mm. Wow. What did we say? I don't remember what we said so mean about you. It's been a long time. I've got to admit, it has been a long time, but I did. I think I did make a list somewhere of oh, points I was going to I was gonna raise. <laughs> uh, you don't bring it with you today. You know, time's a great healer, and I'm, I'm over it now. So That's good to know. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Um, well, it's, it's nice to have you back. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to be yeah. back. Um, I was, I was yeah. hoping... Uh, Statman Jack would be here, but alas, he, we're going to have to do this. He's never no coming back. I don't all. think. Yeah, I don't. No, th- no. I think he's retired from the game now. I think he's all it's a great shame out. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, you know, he, he gave us about three stats over <laughs> about six episodes, and that's it. He, he's burnt out. He's in the Hall of Fame, so I, I think he did enough. This is true. This is true. <laughs> His legacy is built. <laughs> it's a dynasty you, you can't call it a legacy it's a dynasty uh, anyway episode back we want to talk about the ridiculous scoring that's gone on in the NBA since the last time we did a podcast it actually about basketball uh, a lot has, has happened filthy. just the month of March so far has been obscene just crazy just i've never seen so many 50 point games no so close to each other you'd expect to get like this number of 50 point games per season maybe. yeah not not in a, not in a, a singular month i think it's some ridiculous like seven different players or like there's seven times this month someone has scored 50 points or more and twice of those someone has scored uh, 60 you never i think that's I think it's, it's even more now, isn't it? Because didn't uh, was it Sadiq Bay? Did he drop fifty as well? As well. Seven. Crazy. He 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 managed to drop fifty on a night when nobody was watching basketball. <laughs> yeah. There was there was one game on, and it was like the Pistons versus the Rockets, and nobody, uh, you know, would have been tuning in for that. It's also like Sadiq Bay, monster of a. You know, you think about because you look back in NBA history and you think about strange people who have scored fifty points. Because, like, some players, some of the yeah. greatest of all time haven't scored 50. But, like, I think Terrence yeah. Ross has scored 50. You know, like, Sadiq Bey scored 50. <laughs> Just weird people. Am I right in thinking that... Am I right in thinking people like KG haven't scored 50? KG scored 50. It's ridiculous. No. This is... Oh, see, we're, we're really missing stats. I know, we need we, I, I, this, this show yeah. is nothing without the stats. But, yeah, the... 
and you look at the games that there's been and it's been incredible. Like just Kyrie's 60 point game was just stupid in how good it was. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, what was it? Was it one of the, well, it was one of the, the most efficient shooting yeah. performances his, ever. All right. It? Okay. His true yeah. shooting percentage. Okay. Let me give a background. Yeah. So true shooting percentage, a good true shoot. The average is like 500. Cause it's based on like field goals, three point attempts and free throws in a game. Um, sure. Good, an average uh, true shooting percentage is 500. A good shooting, true shooting percentage is 550. An exceptional one is 600. Kyrie's true shooting percentage for that game was 101%. It doesn't make sense. Like it, 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 it breaks. It. How can you have 101% yeah, true yeah. shooting? It literally <laughs> yeah. broke statistics. And you look at the shot. I, I did see because it, it put it. You know the fact that. He's um, now joined MJ as I think somebody who scored uh, was it like forty points or more on seventy five percent shooting or something like that or fifty yeah. points or more something like that. But any stat where it's just you and MJ, you oh, know you've had yeah. one hell of a performance. It's it, just and crazy. You watch it and you're like, he was he was doing like no dip, like he he was just setting shots off. Like he wasn't even dipping his elbow. He was just shooting it from the corner, turning around, pulling up with a hand in his face or like doing a layup, like yeah. a typical oh, Kyrie falling down. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's insane. And it's, it's sad in a way that we're not getting to see as much of Kyrie as mm. we should do. Um, well, yeah. I, yeah, there's politics yeah. behind it all, but yeah, when he appears and puts performances on like that, I mean, you know, it just gets everybody's attention. And you just think, why can't we see more of this? Yeah, I, I mean, I saw someone say... Well, I do anyway. I mean, I love watching Kyrie. Like, I think everyone who I know loves watching Kyrie. He's just... He makes the game look so hard, but, like, beautiful in that way. Yeah, 100%. Um, K- KD makes yeah. the game look easy. Kyrie makes it look yeah. ridiculously hard. That's the that's the beauty of it. But uh, yeah, he's ridiculous. I love Kyrie. And I saw someone say that hasn't he played like nineteen games this year? That's it. Something like that. Um, yeah, something like that. I, yeah. I see someone say that if he paid the entire season based off what he's done in these nineteen games, he very much could be the MVP of the year. Like. Cause yeah, I could believe that. He, it seems yeah. like every night he's putting up some ridiculous scoring performance. Like he put up fifty something in the same this month as well, and, and just as efficient shooting. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's had two fifty point games this month. It's yeah, just stupid. And well, yeah, one one fifty point one sixty. I think his true shooting percentage for his fifty point game was like eighty eight percent as well. So still not. Being That's just disgusting. Oh, and a cat! Shout out to Cat for the big men out there still shooting. Uh, m- all right, maybe the best big man shooter of all time, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I stand by wow. it. Wow, is. that's that's a big that's a big. I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean that has mid range lockdown. I think you look at. In the last like oh, 
yeah, for sure. 2000 or something like that, he has the most buckets in the mid-range, across all of the mid-range. But you look at Neath three-point shooting, I don't think there's anyone really... Like, everyone kind of forgets about Cat because of how yeah, just I, dominant I, he is everywhere. But his shooting is insane. Yeah, for sure. But his, yeah, his three-point shooting is, wow, is, yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. Well, yeah, because you think about big men in the league, the best big men, everyone goes Jokic and Embiid. Yeah. And then we act like there's a giant drop-off to the next person. And I feel like Cat's not, not that like, far really. off to... Those no. two guys. And as much as I dislike him, Gobert isn't far no, away I either. No. I refuse. Also, we, we did we we may have just forgotten to include Yanis, which He's might not centre. Uh, okay, fair enough. All right. He, I mean he, he kind of plays in the five spot though for the Bucks, yeah, doesn't he? I still think he's still power forward. I I think I'd still classify him as Yeah, fair enough. I was just I just thought we'd better yeah, include Yanis yeah. in yeah. case actually like blows his own <laughs> head off for not, you know. Mm-hmm. For us not mentioning him. Probably for the best. Then another guy who scored 50. They call him the king. And he's he's playing like it right now. LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Do we have to talk about him? Yeah. We do. He's... Okay. okay. Everyone knows, if you've heard me talk about basketball before, I have not been the kindest man to LeBron James. I have <laughs> said some <laughs> yeah, rated him. <laughs> You've absolutely slated the man. But what I've always tried to say is I respect his basketball ability, but I think he's corny. So that's why I dislike him. Um, no, that is that is exactly that is yeah. perfect. In fairness, I, I would sum it up exactly the same. He is just incredibly yeah. corny. It just. And the thing that I've the thing I've always disliked about him is that he is happy to claim he's the best, yeah, yeah, of all time. And, and I that just I don't know. I mean, I I get that when you're an elite sportsman, you have to have some level of arrogance, but at the same time, you don't need to tell everybody that you're the best to ever do it when that is you know a very disputable uh, topic of conversation. I mean, just past Karl Malone for second all time NBA scoring. Do, do you think he'll do it? Do you think he'll overtake Kareem? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I do too. I think, I think he, he will goal. stay in the league until he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's getting to the point now where he's going to do that and then there's going to be, everyone's going to be like, well, how can you not say he's the greatest of all time? Yeah, this you is know? the problem. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What, what I mean, does, I, I suppose you've you've heard from the man himself sat, you know, sat up there at number one. What does Kareem think about it all? <laughs> <laughs> obviously me and crew have had a lot of conversations about it he's uh sure. i think he's he's not as distraught as people might think oh really no <laughs> i suppose at least it might now be going to another laker you know oh, you fake laker can we just okay <laughs> that's another topic of conversation but um Something yeah. for next time when we can mm-hmm. argue with Archie about LeBron's it. Laker legacy, I think, is a pretty nice topic of conversation. Yeah, very much so. However, it but, does give more airtime to LeBron. Hey, we need to give him his respect. I mean, he's putting up 50-point games now. He's the highest-scoring player in the league. 
he just yeah, that, destroyed Kevin Love for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Also, that was, uh, I mean, fair play to him, that, that was a hell of a poster. He, he's 37. Yeah, and his How? and he's like nearly kissing the rim. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is crazy. He is, he is a like the biggest super athlete I can think of, in, in my lifetime, or it, maybe ever. Yeah. yeah, you should not be able to God do what he does. It. And if only he wasn't corny, then I'd really like him. Exactly. I mean, because I've you, know, we, you and I have both got another reason to like him as well. He's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. And yet, even still, even still, I just cannot warm to the guy. It, it's a real pain because I'm struggling to find reasons to not. <laughs> but I can't get over oh. Taco Tuesday. I can't. It's still... <laughs> <laughs> and and Space Jam too. He, I paid yeah, money to watch yeah. that, and it was the worst thing Space I've ever Jam seen. Too. Yeah, you, yeah, that's a very good reason to actually. Dislike yeah, the goat, I'm, I'm fully actually. on. Yeah, I'm back on it. I'm 100 percent on board. He's not the goat. He did make Space Jam too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, who do you think is going to be in Space Jam three? Hope they don't make it. Well. This is true, but if there's one thing that Hollywood does very well, it's it's throw out films that nobody wants. It'll be Bronny James. Oh, don't say that. It'll be Bronny James and LeBron's going to make a comeback no, in it, Space Jam 3. It, it'll be Jam Morant. I, I'm calling it. He's the new face of the league. Uh, mm. New face of the league, huh? I, I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm putting it out there now. He will take over from LeBron as the face of the league. Hmm. I think it's interesting because I feel like it changes every year who we call the face of the league. Because yeah, it probably I think does. It, I think it was Luca like last year is what everyone was saying. Yeah, I, I think there was a moment where everyone thought it was going to be Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, especially after that playoff game, you know, against the Cavs. Um, can can we say Giannis is going to be the face of the league, or like someone who's already established themselves as a? great player here's my thing here's my thing I'm not sure that you know being an American market and all the rest of it it's going to be somebody who isn't American mm. I think okay. that there'll always be that you know favouritism in a way I suppose you know you're playing in America an American player is going to appeal to the mass markets mm-hmm. I think uh, you know even though Yanis is the most likeable guy you know, nobody really has ever said, "Oh God, I don't like Yanis." I still think it, they're gonna, you know, look for, to 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 an American um, to be the next sort of, you know, the next one that the NBA Instagram posts about all the goddamn time. Like, ah, oh, Jar is yeah. getting there. They do love Jar. He is. I, I pointed it out to you the other day, yeah. didn't I? Um, I said, go on the NBA, NBA Instagram and just scroll. And it was there was like 12 straight posts about Jam Rand. ridiculous. They do it all the time. They find their guy and they're like, hey, let's put him in. But Jam Morant, yeah. it, it, I think it all depends. He needs to put up a historic season. And then I think that just solidifies it. Yeah, true, true. Because he has... 
you don't see a lot of his personality, I don't think. You know, you just see him flying and dunking and doing ridiculous highlight plays, which is what they want. They want a, a sellable human. They don't want... Yeah, and, and he is very sellable at yeah. the moment. You know, um, you don't get guys like, you know, Luka Doncic, as much as everyone is like, he is incredible and one of the best players yeah. in the NBA and is going to be... Top top five in the league. Probably. It's going to be yeah. top five in the league for probably a long time. He's just that yeah. kind of player. He's slow. He doesn't have a vertical. Yeah. And his yeah. game is based a lot on just how smart he is and not his athleticism. Sure. So I think players like him, I'd, as much as he will, might be like the face of the league to to the hardcore fans who will be like, he is the best player. A guy like Ja Moran yeah, is going to get a lot of the credit and a lot of the attention based on the fact you can yeah that's the that's the thing i think a lot of the i think the sort of i don't know the sort of casual fans mm. maybe and perhaps people that just have you know a vague interest in basketball they look at somebody who's just got this sort of superhuman yeah. ability and and sort of idolize them you know because it's sort of something that's almost so unachievable mm. for most what luca does we all know is incredible, but it almost looks doable to a yeah. regular human, if you know what I'm saying. Whereas what Jar does, it just looks yeah, out of this I get world. What you mean. I mean, look at the, and I think that's I think that's why like the MJs, the Kobe's, the LeBrons have been like the face mm. of the league because they've just had that like superhuman ability. Yeah. I mean, look at the game we had against the Spurs. We haven't talked, we haven't done this since that game where you had a three point from the logo a ridiculous poster dunk just yeah and a buzzer beater and a buzzer beater that was stupid as well yeah that was falling away on the sideline just full court pass it's things like that that you cannot you can't avoid you know you can't sort of overlook them can you no you have to pay attention and sort of think you know wow it, look at what this guy can do because yeah. that is greatness yeah for sure it's now he just needs to, like you say, sort of put in an incredible season, almost like a sort of Derek Rose like sort of season that just you know, so that he he can no longer be ignored. You know, he's having an incredible year this year, but he he's not going to be the MVP. No, um, you know, he's going to be probably uh, perhaps first team. I imagine you'll make first team All NBA. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. But he's he just needs that sort of longevity now in his career, um, you know that sort of proof that he isn't gonna just sort of fade away next year and go back to being you know just like a I don't know fifteen points per game sort of guy. We all know that isn't gonna happen, but he almost needs to prove to everyone that that can happen. And I I honestly think he might sort of cement himself as you know somebody that will be just adored and, and watched by millions maybe he'll need a you know a trade to a to a bigger franchise to make that happen i don't know well um, here's my thing with the grizzlies is i love what the grizzlies have and the players they have i have said that with the core that they have it has a it has almost a feeling of the warriors for when they first started yeah. to have their dynasty cuz you look at what they 
the insane point guard. They had yeah the, the solid great backup in Desmond Bain, uh, aka Clay Thompson. Um, yeah, he has been. He has been mm-hmm. performing. Desmond Bain has been so good and not really looked at by a lot of people, but he's been so good this year. No. And, you know, that solid, defensive, versatile guy, they, the Warriors had in Draymond, and it looks like what Jaron Jackson Jr. is becoming for that team, where he could just disrupt yeah, sure. everything on the de- defensive end. And not as polished on offense still, but still has that capability to look like he can be a guy on offense you can rely on even more than you know Draymond was obviously it's not a apples to apples comparison between the two because no no of course but I'm saying there's a feeling of it where it's almost like they're building around the same kind of system it, it would be interesting I think to see if Memphis can hang on to all of those players you know and and sort of you know build um Build something, you know, as a as a unit, because there's there's surely going to be a time where perhaps bigger franchises, you know, more um, advertisable franchises will will get, you know, will sh- will show interest in some of those players and will try and sort of take them away, and it will be difficult, I think, for Memphis perhaps to hang on to them, because I don't know, I, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I feel like they're a you know they're a sort of smaller franchise in a way because yeah. they're not sort of you know they're not in New York they're not in um, California you know it's it's difficult but I, don't get me wrong I'd, I'd like to see them build something because I think it would be nice to see you know a diff- well we're already seeing it what are they second in the West at the moment yeah you know incredible they're, they're up there um, you know and it, so you know let's let's see them go sort of you know deep into the playoffs and and. I almost see what they can come up with. I almost think this whole narrative, though, of needing a big market team is is almost is is almost dead. I don't. I, obviously, I don't think it's entirely dead because I think if you win in New York, you win in LA. It means more than winning in other places. But I don't think you need to be in these big market places anymore to have the superstar persona, have everyone's eyes on you, or have a meaningful championship. I mean, Yanis showed last year that staying with a team that is a small market organization and just building a championship through that is better for your legacy than, say, yeah. LeBron going to yeah. Miami and this, him winning a championship. Or KD going to the yeah. Warriors. People yeah. be like, Yanis's championship means more than KD's championships with the Warriors. And yeah. it's like... Yeah, and and, it, and it's tough to argue against. In fairness, mm. and, and the other thing now, I guess, is there are a lot of there are a lot of really really big players on. You know, it, okay, there's still a couple of you know massive teams, but there actually there's a lot of talent spread throughout the league. Yeah, you know, there's some sort of some of the perhaps smaller franchises that have got some really really good talent. Mm. Um, and it's you know perhaps just a case of bringing one or two other you know role players in maybe and you know and you can see these teams competing. I think you really saw it with the Warriors because the Warriors weren't you know a really big team. You know they they had their moments. You know they they weren't they were probably a middle of the market kind of franchise. And Steph yeah, sure. took that 
into a new stratosphere with social media and highlights and people wanting to be yeah. like Steph Curry. And now they're a top five NBA franchise in terms of the money they make. Yeah, for you sure. Know, they're, yeah. they're a huge organization now and everyone is like, they are a huge organization. So that's, that's the challenge for the Grizzlies then really is to see if they can do what the Warriors mm. have done in that, in that sense with, with their star, you know, with their star man and their, yeah. their strong team that they, that they've put together. But I, 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 I think the Grizzlies have a great future. I mean, they're one of those teams where you look at and you go, they're going to be championship contenders in either next year or two years from now if they continue to build the way they've been building. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look where they were sort of two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And now look, you know, what they've come to. If, if they can continue on that trajectory, then yeah, they're going to be a, a team to be, you know, mm-hmm. sort of feared, aren't they? Speaking of teams to fear... Uh, do you fear the beard yet, Norton? Is the no I think the beard's a twat? <laughs> I'd just like to say, I, the night that James Harden got traded to Brooklyn, uh, Jack and Archie can confirm this. I was absolutely gutted because, I, for a start, I, I've never really liked Harden's game. I can't argue, you know, about. You know he's an incredible player and very good three point shooter and he does very you know he's actually become like a very good floor general as well in a way. However, I don't like how he always like slows the ball down in transition and then just like sort of you know plays iso ball all the time. It just it really it's not entertaining basketball to watch in from you know my perspective. Um. The other thing I, I really didn't like about that was that, um, as you know, Jarrett Allen and Karis Levert were two of my sort of two of the players on the, the Nets team I really liked, mm-hmm. and to see them get traded away uh, was just because they, were, you know, they're both sort of fairly young. Um, Jarrett Allen, I think, you know, is, is proving now at Cleveland what a player he is. You know, he's an, an all star now, and yeah, exactly. Um, so it was really frustrating from my point of view to see those guys leave. All right, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise because it effectively saved Karis Levert's life by having a medical for a new team and, you know, them spotting that, you know, all wasn't right. Um, But, yeah, so to see Harden do what he's done, which is just sort of completely lose faith in Brooklyn Mm. um, and then effectively play terribly until he got traded. Uh yeah, I I I knew I was right from the start. I got a bit dry, I got a bit drawn into it when he was, you know, playing well and you know, I, I was sort of okay, this could be something, but yeah, I had a gut feeling and I I knew, you know, I was right. So to see him go to Philly and join Embiid, who is a guy I don't really like. It's, it's sort of perfect in a way. So at the moment, I, I pretty much despise the entire 76ers organisation. Um, it's a shame because I like um, Maxi. You know, I think he's a good player, but the rest, yeah, they can um, go to hell. This is the thing for me. I, like, I, I've oh, We haven't spoken since the trade, that's why we're bringing it up, but... 
I when that came out, I was like, you got. I felt you were a better team after Harden left. Yeah, of, I, I completely because agree. of what you got, and you managed to get some of that draft capital back as well. As, uh, yeah, well, because we had given a lot away, and I still think Simmons can be very good for this Brooklyn team in the way he wants to play. I imagine, but I mean, if if he wants to play, almost, almost sort of like Draymond in a way, you know, just assist, 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 and you know, play like ben, we know Ben Simmons can do on the defensive end. Then I think it could be an an amazing fit because if you're just chucking the ball to Kyrie, KD, and you know Seth Curry, they are some you know some of the most <laughs> prolific and efficient shooters in the mm-hmm. NBA. So, you know, from that point of view, it's tough to argue that it won't work. But we'll see because you know Ben Simmons mm-hmm. might not be the player he once was after such a long layup, and you know the sort of the mental side of things that he's gone. It seems we've got through a lot of but, physical issues now as well with his. Yes. Uh, yeah. I hope he comes back and he's good. I, I kind of want him to complete that villain arc of this Brooklyn Nets team, where I think <laughs> your main three guys were all the most hated players in in the league for a little bit, and now they've all yeah, joined I think up. You're, you're possibly right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, but it looked like it started off really well for the Seventy Sixers. I think they won like four straight games, some of that after Harden. Yeah. And they were playing like that, incredible yeah. basketball. I mean, I watched them play the Knicks, and I was like, God, this is annoying. Yeah, it just uh, exactly. It is just annoying. However, then they played Brooklyn, and uh, and James Harden dropped some prime Nets uh, stats on the Nets. He went like what was it one for or, or two from two for thirteen or yeah. something like that. It was absolutely abysmal. Um, the best bit was he had all his all his like little posse in the crowd as well. There was like the baby and all of that lot there. <laughs> Um, to see him have an absolutely horrific night. Good. Um, yeah, so I was I was smiling away. Uh, I mean, they just blitzed the 76ers, the Nets. The, the, on defence, they just didn't let them do anything. They shut down Harden. Yeah. Was... It, I think, to be honest, it was you know because of the way it all went down with Harden and all the rest of it, the Nets were fully treating it like a playoff oh, yeah. game. You know, they, they were... Absolutely, like you say, they were absolutely mullering him on KD the um, is, I think, quite annoyed at Harden. He'd like little jabs every now and again of him being like, "Well, you don't want to be here, so I'm not gonna." You know, he's not on, he's not part of the team. He's not. It, it would be difficult to not mm-hmm. be annoyed at Harden, though. I, you know, surely you know he he knows that there were some great players that he that were traded away in order to get Harden to come to Brooklyn, and in. Just over twelve months, he completely gave up. You know, on on sort of trusting the process and all the rest of it. Um, you know, and, and then moved away. And so, I, I mean, you could tell that you know that the the All Star selection. You could tell uh, <laughs> that, that KD, yeah, he, he wasn't going to pick hard, and no, that was, was for so sure. Funny. So. That was one of the best moments of the season. <laughs> it really so was funny. brilliant. Yeah, um, but for me, Harden's run out of excuses now. You know. You look at the PT people he's played with, the teams he's been on, you know, that entire thing of, well, he, he's not had a championship winning roster. No, no, he's had multiple now. He's, he's had several now. You can't, you can't hide yeah. away from he has been and, and if he fails to do anything with, with Embiid as yeah. well, then... This is his last chance. He, he's effectively had, like, an incredible Hall of Fame 
level teammate mm-hmm. at every single position once he's played. Look at what MD. he's had. Like he he had prime Dwight Howard at the end of his prime, I admit, but he was still Dwight Howard at the end of his prime. He wasn't, you know, past yeah. it. He was still a very good player. He's had Chris Paul. Yeah. At it, yeah. Westbrook, Westbrook and KD. KD on that Oklahoma team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie and KD. KD on the Nets. Okay. They didn't play very many games together. And Harden, Harden and Kyrie were injured in last year's playoffs. But at the same time, you know, if Harden was even remotely, you know, uh, fit for that playoff series, you know, KD completely carried the Nets through last year's playoffs. You know, some some of the onus at some point has to fall on Harden because he's you know, and and now he's joined yeah you know, he's joined Embiid and you know Tobias Harris and whatever at at Philly. So if he can't get it done there, where's he going to get it done? Nowhere, and it, that will be the forever stain on his legacy. I mean, even more so than Chris Paul has had in his career. You know, everyone looks at Chris Paul and they're like, oh, he's one of the best point guards of all time, but he's never won a championship. Yeah. But I think it's got to this stage now where it was so much with the Clippers, where it was, oh, he didn't win a championship, he just, he's not good enough to win one. And then he went to Oklahoma City, and he turned that organisation from people thinking they were not going to win anything that season to the fourth seed in the West. Yeah. And it was an incredible season. Then, did think same with Houston, people didn't think he was going to fit with Houston and Harden, and would have beaten the Warriors if he didn't get injured yeah. in that. Yeah, Western Conference Final. I agree. Fully believe that. Uh, and then he moves over to the Suns, a team that were just turning over sure. and turned them into championship contenders. Yeah, because uh, they are they are good. very. Much, I would say they're even more of a contender this year than they were last year. I, I see them in the finals again, without a doubt. Uh, I I think they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah, they're so good. They do seem Chris Paul is such package, a big part of that. And ridiculous okay completely it's not really off topic but Chris Paul has been shooting something ridiculous like 54% from the mid range yeah yeah that is yeah worldly numbers like just like never seen like like DeRozan KD level of mid range Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and he's he's six foot and he's a lot of the time he's shooting over big men exactly yeah it is impressive. Yeah, he's so good. Meanwhile, Harden and Embiid are all going to the free throw line. Oh, it just there is such an unwatchable like I brand of it. basketball they're playing now. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, it, yeah. I I would not want to be a Sixers fan right now. I bet they're sort of it's bittersweet in the same way it was for me when he came to Brooklyn because it's like I don't like the way he plays, but he does play that style very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would imagine Sixers fans are probably in having the same dilemma right now. Yeah, I mean, I saw a thing, and this ridiculous to me that I I had to bring it up. The free throws. You know, at the start of the season, we were like, free throws are down. They've changed all the rules. You know, the pull pull up through the shot and people. Yeah, yeah, you know, things like Trey Young jumping. Young yeah. finished. Yeah, yeah. And at the start of the season, it worked. You know, October, free throws, uh, uh, shooting fouls were down to the lowest since the middle of February, in the middle of 2017. 
Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And we're at a stage now, only from October to March, so six, six, six months. months. Yeah. We are now at the stage where we are have the most shooting fouls per 100 in NBA history. Oh, my God. I mean, you look at how ridiculous that is compared to where we're like, oh, we had none and we were all enjoying everyone playing yeah. physical yeah. defense and not being called on fouls. And now they've just seemed to have gone over and they've been like forgotten about it all. And we're having yeah. shooting fouls all over again to to a rate that has never been seen before. And it's, 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 it's not good for, I, I don't know what you think about it, but it's, I just don't think it's good for the game. No. You know, this sort of, this soft, like, mm. yeah, brand of basketball that the NBA seem to be, Associating themselves with it, I don't know. It just, it's so. I, I just find it really tough to watch mm-hmm. sometimes, and and it slows the game down too. You know, it, it when you're stopping every ten seconds for free throws, it you know it just it they, the games feel like they drag. Yeah, and, I like I don't because yeah. it slows the game down. I'm with you. I don't enjoy it. I I think it's one of the big reasons there's been such an uptick in scoring recently. It's because everyone is just getting free throws and. We're seeing yeah. just ridiculous numbers from offense because of it. I think it's one of one of the reasons. It, it, it seems it seems more than a coincidence that we've got unprecedented scoring run at the same time we have an unprecedented level of exactly. shooting fouls. And we're yeah. it's now you know I don't want to be sitting there and watching a game at like twelve in the morning because that's when I have to watch it in the UK. And yeah. Uh, I turn it on and I have to watch the Ford F one fifty shooting foul cam or something like that. Every like I don't I don't need to see I don't see see a Cheeto sponsorship over James Harden shooting his thirty seventh free throw of that night. It's not not no one wants to see it. People yeah. would rather see good defence no. and have less foul calls. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What do people enjoy watching more? Free throws or blocks? It yeah, it's is is that it's sort of that simple in a way. Okay, you could argue that you know, if you're fouling someone, you're not necessarily blocking them. But you know, just when, when was when when was basketball sort of at its peak in terms of viewership and everything? It was probably the MJ Kobe era, wasn't it? And there, there was there was harder basketball played back then. We need the bad boy Pistons back. That's what we need. Well, this is one of my. Um, I'm going to bring this up because. Uh, I ha- I've seen a lot of conversation recently about that not being the case. Yeah. In terms of there wasn't harder defense played back in the day. Because a lot of people have brought up, do you know about the illegal defense rule from back yes. in the 90s? Where you couldn't transition over to another side once the play was set up. You had to wait till the yeah, ball sure. came to you. And it left a lot of one-on-ones with MJ and people like Stockton and Malone completely abused it with their high pick and rolls. And that was one of the main things they did. And people saying, well, now you can have transitions and you can have switches all the time. And people could come over across the block and double teams and everything like that. And people were saying, it's not hard a defense. And then I'm like, well, okay. We're not necessarily saying it's not, as difficult to get by someone. No, it, it, it's not as complex trying to figure out a defense. But 
there still was hand checking. There was still, you know, a lot more presence in the paint. You had a lot more just big men with the ability to just stand in the paint. Yeah. There wasn't the three exactly. second, yeah, three second violation a lot back then. Guys were still getting beaten up and there were still elite defenders and it, it still has to be said the scoring is way up now yeah exactly so it, it can't be that the defense now is so much better than the defense was no, back then no because i i see so many people now being like because the forever lebron michael jordan debate and it, they all just try and tarnish one yeah, another with what they want to yeah. say and people being like oh if LeBron played in that era where he's one-on-one all the time he'd score you know he'd score 35 points a game and be like no he'd still be dominant yeah he'd still be LeBron James yeah. but Michael Jordan would also still be Michael Jordan if he played in today's today. era exactly <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I always find in those those debates there's so much like recency bias it was, it was oh, almost so like with much. the NBA 75 to be honest I, I felt there was quite a bit of recency bias in there like Damian Lillard would yeah. not have been in there if he played thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. That yeah you know, yeah, oh, right. We've, we've I've completely changed topic again, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you've already covered the NBA seventy five in a previous episode, which I was probably <sighs> not there for. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, probably not. No, but yeah, there, there's so much recently about the NBA and the different eras and. Yeah, there seems to be more than usual at the moment. Mm -hmm. Every other day on first take, it seems to be something about comparing a modern player to sort of you know a player from a previous generation. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I just and people kind of like almost forget the greatness of players, like or or overhype it. And uh, you know, I love Kobe Bryant, but. I know what you're Kobe say, Bryant was not considered a top three NBA player. No, before like two years ago, when some, some certain situation happened. Uh, yes, that is. Yeah, and I love Kobe. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Kobe, you know, incredible player, incredible. You know what he, you know, what he achieved, and all the rest of it. And and I don't think, I think he possibly had an unrivaled mentality, mm-hmm. but. There has been a lot, you know, I, I think he went up a lot. I think he was, you know, sort of, it, it feels horrible to say overhyped, but he went, yeah, he yeah. he became a lot more um, sort of prominent in a lot of people's top tens and all the rest of it after, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, and, and, his, and his untimely death. Mm-hmm. I um, can, you could definitely argue he was, one of the top three most influential basketball players of all time. You yeah, know, and, 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 mentality and players in the NBA still model their game after him and he is the legend that he is. Yeah. But he, he, he might not be a top five Laker of all time. Never mind like a top five wow. NBA player of all time. Wow, this is a big call. I mean, I'm not like... I. No, no, you've said it. You've said it. He was useless. He was worthless. (laughs) Because I love Kobe. I do. I love him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now you're going to say that James Worthy was a bigger Laker than he was. No. Yeah, you are. I'm going to say Kareem. Yeah. I'm going to say Magic. Yeah. 
You're going to say Shaq? No. I, I, I think Kobe... Is, Kobe's legacy as a Laker is better than Shaq's legacy as a Laker. Oh, I think, for sure. Yeah. It, it, Kobe stayed with the Lakers. That, you know, that's enough to make his legacy greater than Shaq's. I also think Kobe's a better player than Shaq, generally. I think... You know, I, I had this argument with someone the other day. They're like, how? They're like, how? It's like Shaq is considered the most dominant player in NBA history at what he did. And I went, yeah, but he also didn't fully have the longevity or, or, or have the commitment no, that was needed. No, I would agree with that. And if he did, he would have been... I, he, re- he relied, you know, he, he relied a lot more on his natural ability than Kobe mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And Kobe was an extremely naturally gifted player. You oh, have yeah. to be to be at that level. But his work rate was unparalleled. So, you know, for that reason, I would probably put Kobe above yeah, Shaq. I'd, I'd put Kobe above. I'd say Kobe is probably the... Because I'm probably... You know, people are going to bring up guys like Wilt Chamberlain. He He's incredible. I've learned more about Wilt Chamberlain yeah. recently. And he, he was a freak. A complete freak of nature. That's why. That's why I, I still think DeRozan should be considered for MVP because when you're breaking when you're breaking Wilt stats, mm. which you know DeRozan has done now this season, uh, to break any Wilt stat, you have to have done something incredible. Uh, and plus, I love DeRozan, so I, I feel like he should be in the MVP yeah. show anyway. I'm bored of big men winning. I think one. He is. I, I... It was one year. <laughs> well, yeah, but Yanis as well. I, I still class him as a big man. Okay, I, I think Jokic still should win, but yeah, it is tough to argue against. I'd rather him than Embiid. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, Embiid's just not won it before, so people are going to try and argue that he should win it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, ultimately, Jokic's stats are better than Embiid's. In every single category, yeah. Apart from, I think points per game. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, Embiid does have more points per game, but he has so many more free throws per game. <laughs> yeah, so. he's also nowhere near the passer, nowhere near the playmaker. No, he's not as good of a rebounder. Efficiency in shooting, he's not as good. I mean, he is a better three-level scorer and rim protector. I will give him that. Yeah, but. Jokic yeah. is, is it, who, who's going to be one of who's going to be considered one of the greatest of all time it's going to be Nikola Jokic wow you're, you're coming up with a lot of hot you're coming up with a lot of hot takes tonight Tom I don't think it's hot take to say Nikola Jokic is going to be considered one of the greatest big men of all time I think he is well on his way to that I mean he's 28 now and he's won an MVP looks like he could be on his way to another MVP if he wins a championship in his time with how good he is and his playmaking ability and how unique of a skill set he has, I don't think there's any reason why he couldn't be in that conversation. Wow. Yeah. I've just never thought about it. I guess I almost have the opposite of recency bias in a way. I, I just never think that players that who are playing now are as good or should be in the same conversation as players who have already done it, if yeah, you know what I mean. I get what you mean. It's hard to... Yeah. yeah. It's hard to fully assess somebody's career and somebody's legacy until they've retired. Yeah, 100%. And but It's all fun and games guessing, you know? Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
Stephen A would literally not have a job if it wasn't for. Oh, <laughs> Bring back Max Kellerman. Just put JJ Reddick and someone else on there. I like JJ Reddick. He's that's true. JJ is uh, he is really watchable. Really good, and he knows his, he knows everything. He knows what he's talking about, and he looks. Yeah, yeah. We should get him on the buckets up. Oh, I'll give him a call. <laughs> I think he might be busy with his I own po- successful podcast, but absolutely not. No, no, no. He needs to come and promote, uh, you know, a far better <laughs> podcast from across the pond. Yeah, that has had. So, come, on, come on, JJ. Where this episode has had no structure whatsoever, but it's been quite fun. No, we have we have completely winged this episode. Yeah. However, we have talked a lot about basketball. It's been very good, better than the last one where we didn't talk about basketball whatsoever. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I didn't actually finish the last episode. I'm not surprised. I didn't think you would. No. I think it was our most... Li- the other two viewers might have done, but... I th- well, I think it was our most listened to episode, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Oh, that is tragic. Mm. Oh, God. Well, it, it, was, it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah, it, it, yeah I'm sure, yeah. Just we need yeah. to get more people who like basketball to listen to our basketball podcast. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is true. This is true. Let's get it in um, off the backboard UK. There's a nice little plug yeah. there for a group on uh, Facebook. It's a good little group actually. I'm enjoying oh, it. Have a look. Yeah. And now we've now we've mentioned it in our podcast. Maybe they have to sponsor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll they'll. I would have thought they'll be very. Um, you know, they'll, they'll probably be blown away by the fact that you are close personal friends with Kareem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I once I tell them the story of how we met, they go, "Are they going to be blown away?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, well, I've had a I've had a great time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah it's, it's been nice not having you... not having Archie's you know ridiculous opinions or <laughs> just having to mention the word Yanis or something every five minutes. <laughs> or, I'm not going to say his name, but he plays for Brooklyn. He plays for Chicago and is bold, and he hasn't been mentioned once this episode. Oh yes, it has been joyous. It, I, it's so good. I'm oh. so happy. Yeah, we've managed he to go a full, be named. a full episode without mentioning that. And yeah, and a man who plays in Miami oh, and has God. a Jack Harlow song named after him. Yes. Oh, what, 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 what an episode! I'm sorry. What an episode! We have we. That's the first time we talked about Miami. This is great. I know. Great. What time to be alive? And they're like, yeah. the, they're like the top seed. They're like the top seed. We haven't <laughs> talked about them. <laughs> that might be bad on our part. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that might be a bit of an indictment actually into uh, yeah, how things have gone. We talked about a lot. We did. We covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. Quite good. Yeah. Hopefully, bring you back next time as well. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to, love to come back. It's just yeah. you know I don't really get invited most of the time. You're always invited. My takes are too. My takes are too hot. That's too spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too spicy. It's too much sex appeal with you. That's the problem. Okay, let's let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Thank you to everybody who has listened and got this far. As always, uh, you are true fans. True fans, and I don't know how you listen yeah. to this. But thank you very much. Uh, It's been a great time. Bye.